Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I want to talk about something that was like kind of nuts this week. And, um, you know, I had a lot of people reach out to me about it. Um, the the shooting on the SEPTA bus, Route 23, Route 23 gentleman's name was Bernard. He worked out of Midville um, 12 years. Uh, sad, sad situation, man. Yeah, I had a lot of people like, I have a lot of, of, of different viewpoints on that position and that company and a lot of things, you know, because I, I worked there for 13 years. Yeah, you so, lived it. Yeah, I lived it, you know, and I used to make jokes out of the craziness that would happen. And then after a while, I got to the point where I was like, yo, I can't joke about this shit anymore. It's driving me crazy. Perfect uh, example to the situation. I went the other night, got my blood pressure done. Blood pressure 116 over 72. She's like, yeah, your blood pressure's perfect. I'm yeah. like, I bet the fuck it is. Yeah, because I don't, I don't deal with these crazy I don't do that shit. Like, and seeing it, I remember saying it three years ago to my dispatcher, Drew. I remember saying, sooner or later... A scepter driver is going to get killed on. You remember I told you that shit. Yep. You I said it on the show. I, I said it. A scepter driver is going to get killed, and I said a scepter driver is going to go off his rocker, and he's going to fucking be. It's going to be like a mass shooting at the hands of a scepter driver. To see it happen, literally, like within two two and a half years of me saying the first part, I'm like, yeah, because I know where this shit is going. The mental part of it, it it's not right. I want to start with the drivers. Shout out to everybody who drives the bus. I still got a lot of friends and a lot of people who I fuck with who do that shit. Shout out to Jared, Tattoo, Pimp, Roe, Kelly, B, all my people from other shit, Larry L, Tiff. I got a lot of folks who do that shit. You know, again, I lived it for 13 years. It is one of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous job in the city, and I'll tell you why. Being a police officer is dangerous. But you have a gun, you have a fucking baton, you have backup, and you have a fucking fraternal order of police that's going to ride with you no matter what the fuck you do. You could be dead ass wrong. They ride. Dead ass wrong. That big white man coming right on the news. Yeah, no, what the fuck wrong with you? Like, he retired. He's, yeah, he's leaving this shit. You got a position with the state. But that's what your union and your fucking backup is supposed to be. We don't give a fuck what happened. We'll figure this shit out later. Mind your fucking business. The... What's another dangerous job? CO. CO is dangerous. You're around criminals and fucking convicts and shit. Again, you got weapons. You got backup. You can rumble it. You you supposed to rumble them motherfuckers. You got hoses. You got riot gear. They train you you to rumble these motherfuckers. Firefighter is dangerous. You got protective gear. You got a helmet. You got a hatchet. You got an axe. You got fucking galoshes. Ventilation system. It's dangerous. Being a SEPTA driver... You literally have nothing. It is you on your own. You versus the I people. cannot stress that enough. If you're on a bus on the highway, it is you versus the world, my nigga. It's you alone. You don't got a weapon. You don't have a service weapon. You don't have a baton. You don't have cuffs. You press the radio to request a talk to the motherfucking control center. They might not call you back for two hours. You don't have no direct talk through a walkie-talkie or no shit like that. If it go left, you are essentially on your own. And I started to feel that shit more and more. After I had the situation where the nigga pulled the gun out on 29th in New York because I asked him to move his car. Literally, I blew the horns like, yo, bro, can you move up? The nigga moved the car to the other side of the street and then got back out the car. And I was like, bro, that, that doesn't help. Just move up. 
He's like, I ain't moving shit. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Just move up. I can't. I'm in the intersection. I can't make the turn. Nigga reached under his seat and pulled the fucking gun out. I was like, I ain't moving shit. I had my gun in my fucking pocket. I'm yeah. like, nigga, what, what are we about to have? A Mexican standoff? <laughs> cop come down the street. He's seen the cop jump in the car and slid the fuck off. And I'm just like, what the fuck? All for nothing. For that. nothing. And it was in that, that moment that I to myself was just like, yeah, I'm never not going to be on this bus without my gun. I don't give a fuck. If I got to get fired, if I got to go to jail, I, I don't yeah. fuck that because I want to go to fuck home. To see this situation pop off where it was just so... To, first off, to see people make the assumptions that they made. Oh, well, you don't know what he said to her. And people went as far as saying that they were involved. in Because, of course, they didn't know it was a white man. They just assumed it was a nigga driving a bus, yeah. had a smart mouth, he got into it, or he had some dealings. or what. The, and it's just like, no, this girl was just fucking crazy. She just just was outside with a gun and some fucking Crocs on and was just like, yeah, I'm shooting the fuck. Shot that man six times, killed him on the bus. And I saw something on Facebook that was just like so distasteful. It was like, oh, man, his family, they, 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 because, you know, it's a $500,000 policy if you die in the line of duty. But it's like. Now is not the time to talk about that. What? This is, this ain't that. Because sure they would rather have him come home. Because, you know, you rarely ever have a situation where someone dies in the... Because you're not supposed to. You're driving a bus. But this is the problem with having direct access to people and people having direct access to you. When they started that whole thing with the door on the bus, I was one of the only few to complain. I'm like, this is worse than nothing there. Because now you a sitting duck. You can't even get out this motherfucker. I'm not, I used to be in them fucking things where the door closed and if you press the button, it wouldn't open. You would have to like smack the shit to get it open. So if you in there and somebody starts doing that, you can't even get the fuck out of that. And then it's not bulletproof and it's open at the top. So you telling me you put me in an enclosed case that I can't open quickly and this shit is open at the top. So a motherfucker could pour coffee, soda, battery acid, whatever the fuck they want to pour. Put you in a clear casket. It's nonsense to see people be in a situation like that where you're dealing with the absolute decay of society. And I know that sounds foul. It sounds vulgar, but that's what you're dealing with. Were you down in these badlands and these uh, Kensington's and all of that shit? You are dealing with the hopeless. You're dealing with the most unreasonable people on the planet. And it's on you to maintain order. And I got to maintain order again with no baton, no mace, no cuffs, no weapon. It's almost no backup. No, it's, it's, it's just like a how the fuck do you win situation, man? And I wish that the drivers and operators did more sticking together than they actually do. Because y'all all on Facebook right now. Because, yeah. again, I work there, so I'm in all the groups. Everybody's on Facebook with a motherfucking opinion. Nobody's doing anything. Yeah, fuck no. Because like we say all the time, opinions are free. It don't cost nothing to have a motherfucking opinion. Y'all ain't, what, y'all don't, what y'all are missing are solutions. And people mistake their opinions for solutions all the fucking time. Yeah, I'm going to talk a good game. Yeah, y'all just chatting. Y'all don't actually have any actionable items in order to fucking quell the problem or fix this shit. That man had no dealings with that girl, no situation with that girl, no nothing. She just literally pulled out a gun and shot him six times. You're not supposed to die like that at work driving a bus. 
the, the that's an execution. You just it, fight six times, you, you execute. It it doesn't even make it doesn't even register as something sensible. Seeing all the drivers and operators just continue on like business as usual is just like, God damn. My man the other day, he'll remain nameless because he was like, yeah, you ain't gonna put, but he was just like, bro, you was ahead of the curve on this shit, bro. I'm getting the fuck out of here. This shit ain't what the fuck it was. And I'm just like, yeah, like at the end of the day, get it fucked up. Sept is one of those things where you're going to make $33 an hour. It probably will go to like 35 with the new yeah. contract. I'm going to get into that next. You're going to make $35 an hour. With overtime, you're going to clear 100 k You are going to be so overworked. You are going to mentally be drained so much. It's not even funny. Yeah, you're going to give up bits, bits and pieces of your soul in exchange for this paycheck. Dog, dog, dog. Seeing somebody, like, I don't think people really, really understand. That could have been me. That could have been Tattoo. That could have been Pimp. That could, you, any, I, I saw rumblings. I don't know how true it is because I saw one of the dispatchers talking from his depot. Apparently, he got a move up that day. Mm. We used to get them all the time. Yo, what you got to come in earlier? All right, give me that and come in. So, if you, he's not on that bus, that's somebody else. He's alive, somebody else is dead. But that's, that's the discrepancy in this situation, not being taken as serious as it needs to be. Yeah. Anybody, any motherfucker with a blue shirt on could have been that person. Yeah. And when, when, once it gets to that point, there needs to be a drastic call to action. What should have happened the other day, I'm here to tell you, every motherfucker who drives a fucking bus should have met at one fucking place. Preferably 1234 Market Street. Yeah. To really, really, really... Like, put this shit in its proper perspective. You can't go to work and get shot six times when you're not doing nothing that yields you getting shot six times. A police officer, a fucking soldier. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. That probably shouldn't happen, but I get it. Yeah, That's not, why you have a bulletproof we're, vessel. We're, we're, we're not driving buses in Tehran or Bahrain. Like, it, it, this isn't Afghanistan. Like, it, it shouldn't even be that imminent level of danger where it comes to that. But like Ross said, you're dealing with people that are totally untenable. Oh. There's rumors from certain operators. I'm not going to say who they are, but certain operators are saying that girl was on mm-hmm. buses prior oh, no, that's and, was, what, and was saying to people, I just, well, I just want somebody to film me shooting somebody in the face. Blah, blah, blah. So she's clearly off her fucking rock. Her family released a statement today. Did you see that? No. Family basically released a statement that said, we want to send our condolences to the man who was killed. She's been basically off her rocker for a while. Her grandma that was taking care of her died. And since that, she's basically been out of it. She wasn't... She didn't get approved for the mental whatever the fuck that needed to happen. So she's basically just been like outside. We had no contact with her up until we heard about this shit. And I'm just like, all of this is wrong. Yeah. So you're telling me that several systems 
failed this young lady, mm-hmm. her family system, the state, uh, the state system when it comes to how we handle and mm-hmm. assess and deal with mental health people. Mm-hmm. The scrutiny and the line of scrutiny of where it goes, where it's like you need to be in some sort of mental facility at least on an inpatient, um, at least on an outpatient basis where you're coming somewhere with some form of regularity in order to diagnose and deal with your issues. So there's all of these systems failures that, you know, that exist here and that are being displayed that lead to a man losing his life Mm -hmm. at work. On behalf of the family, first, we would like to express our deep condolences to the Griblin family and firmly assert that we do not condone murder or any other criminal acts of violence directed towards any human. Zante was experiencing a mental health crisis and efforts were being taken to address her situation. Her grandmother, who raised her past not too long ago due to a battle with cancer, we know that affected her even more. Unfortunately, she didn't meet the criteria for an involuntary hospitalization. We have not heard from her since then, up until we received news of this tragic incident via local news stations. In essence, this is a heartbreaking situation. As a family, we feel that the mental health system has failed her. Our hope is that she gets the mental health support she truly needs once justice is fully served, regretfully, to Capers family. And it's just like passing the buck to the mental health system, John, is like, okay, I guess. But y'all are a system that failed her. Like you exactly. Said, it's multiple systems. It's things. multiple systems that failed this situation. But what shouldn't have happened is him losing his life. That's a fact. Because his system didn't fail him. In, in theory, it kind of did, though. You get what I'm saying? Indeed. Like, and of course, did you, did you notice how yesterday was kind of eerily weird that SEPTA came out that they reached a tentative agreement on a contract, so no strike? And it's just like, it's in these moments where I know, I know this is going to sound wild or bad. I don't care. Cause I, I, I love these people. I've been around these people. These people are part of my life. Pimp was at my goddamn wedding dinner. Like these are my folks. Had a good old time. Had a good old time. <laughs> you and Pimp was back there kicking it. When I see the fraternal order of police and a police union, I'd be like jealous. Cause it's like, God damn, they just get it right. I'm not saying that they get it right as far as their dealings with people, but they get it right with their members. Their members and their level of support and their force that they show. They get it the fuck right, dog. Y'all are in contract negotiations. Tell me if I'm tripping. Y'all are in contract negotiations and a member of your union gets murdered in the act of doing his job. My nigga... We'd have been on strike by midnight. You can get whatever the fuck you want. Yep. And it just shows you when you watch, when you see shit like that, and then you rewatch season two of The Wire, you get why season two of The Wire is some of the best shit you've ever seen in your life. Most important season. It's the most important season because you really understand how all of this shit works. I'm, I'm rewatching SVU. Liv said the other day they basically had a situation where the the lady was a builder. Like, she built high-rises, and she had a bunch of, like, corrupt shit going on. And Liv said, oh, what you didn't know, because the girl was, like, new to New York. And she's like, oh, what you didn't know? Construction is more corrupt than anything. And it's just like, yeah, like, you see how corrupt a lot of these things are and how all of these kickbacks and shit work because it's like, bro, the whole world is watching you right now. What do you mean you agreed to a a, a deal? Got a and, tentative agreement. And then the deal is literally a 3% raise, no change to the health care, and a $3,000 signing bonus. And it's just like, 
Huh? So somebody had to die to get that? That's all. That's as good as it gets. I'll take you back. You remember 08 when they the strike was looming? Mm-hmm. The World Series was happening. The Phillies are in the World Series. Y'all can shut down mass transit when the World Series is here. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you agreed to a deal? We won $93,000 an hour. <laughs> yes. Or no deal. Yeah. You can get anything. Call Rendell, call all these motherfuckers, whoever you got to call to get this, to get this shit right. It just is crazy to see, man. And, and, and just, I wish there was more unity amongst that shit. Yeah. Again, I'm out, but I still got ties to this shit. And I know people, you know, not, people ain't, like, let's just be real. Ain't nobody just hauling off and getting a fucking podcast deal with Revolt. No. I, I for what it's worth, court a lucky ass break. We believed in this shit. The shit seems to be working. Yep. Not everybody has that ability. People have to work. People have to do these different things. You know, I ain't going to front. Me leaving, I didn't want to leave, but it was just a situation at hand. I was just like, mentally, I was over it. And it didn't serve you anymore. I wasn't financially ready to bounce. I know it might seem like, but no, who the fuck is financially ready to just lose an extra $6,500 a month? Yeah. I wasn't. But a tough pill to swallow. But mentally and emotionally, I wasn't in it no more. I just wasn't. I I wasn't in it. And seeing shit like this is why it kind of started my, like, I'd rather do something else. So I'll tell you now, I started driving dump trucks. Bro, I'd be so fucking happy throughout the day. You see me. I, mm-hmm. I'd be in a good-ass mood. You're like, oh, no, I'm done at 2 o'clock. Yeah, I'm, I'm off at 2, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be good to the motherfucker. Because sometimes it ain't all money ain't good money. I can't stress that shit enough. Yeah, you might make $110,000 this year, but I know you on Lysinopril because I saw you down there at Septa Medical when I was on Lysinopril and I was in this six-month motherfucking blood pressure program. I've been taking a blood pressure pill in almost five years. I'm telling you, I watched it. I watched people be overworked. I watched people have meltdowns. I know what the fuck it's like. I remember seeing somebody get coffee thrown on them and having second-degree burns on their face. I saw that happen. I saw the nigga get robbed on the bus. Dead ass on the bus. That's crazy. I watch motherfuckers get rolled on. I watch motherfuckers have kids throw shit and it just crazy shit you have to deal with. And I just mentally disconnected from it and was just like, I don't give a fuck what I do. It ain't going to be that. And now I got this podcast. I be over here at these fucking quarries. I be the fuck chilling. I be chilling. I go do that shit in the morning. I'm one o'clock, nigga. I'm I'm back on the block. With winding it. down. I'm like, you know, we winding down. I'll be on the phone with Julia. Yeah, no, I was looking just getting slow out this fucking day. Like, I, I just there are so many other ways you can make money. And one thing that used to pain me was hearing people who worked there, not all people, just the drivers, would walk around saying shit like, We gonna find something better than this. And it used to blow my mind because if you go into the back, it is for every motherfucking septic person who's working there, go in the back to the director's office and say, I want to look at the book of open jobs. They got a B payroll and an A payroll. B payroll is the operators. Look at the A payroll. It's jobs downtown paying 160, 210, 240, 275. Them motherfuckers ain't walking around talking about, we will find find something better better than this. this. That's a nigga, that's some nigga shit that niggas walk yeah. around telling themselves once they make $30 an hour. You remember Andre 3000 from uh, Four Brothers? They told us we never get 30 hours on the job, but we got it, right? Mm-hmm. 
that's really how niggas act. Which is why niggas want to meet with Jay-Z. Because something got to give. Yeah, that certain shit to niggas is the end-all, be-all. And it's like they keep moving these benchmarks, but essentially it's the same mentality attached to the benchmark. Remember when $15 an hour was nigga pinnacle? Then it was 20 then it was 25 and then now it's 30 The show I was on the other day with uh, with Dom and Ryan and then they a little younger or whatever, and I was like, do y'all remember what minimum wage was back in the day, like before us and shit? And they like they like the youngest I can remember was five sixty five five. I'm like nigga, minimum wage back in the day was three thirty five, and they used to be outside marching. You can't stay alive on three thirty five. That's a fact. That's a real thing. So motherfuckers was figuring it out back in the day with five dollars an hour. You just figure it the fuck out, but your fucking mental well being and your emotional fucking comfort, it, it ain't worth that shit. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. If you, if you lose pieces of yourself in the process of making the money, is, is, is that a worthy cause? But it, it's all rooted in trying to shit on the next person. And that's a deep joint that I don't even want to get into. But yeah, that's, I, that's a whole nother show. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you because I'm an observer. I used to watch, watch it. And I used to know the moment when it was going to happen. I used to watch bitches who come in there. They come into training. They look a mess. Shit all wrinkled. Hair all crumpy and shit. You remember, remember, the, remember the Nicki Minaj crumple weave? <laughs> bitches hair look like that. Shoes a little run down. They get out of training, they get their motherfucking first couple checks. Now, they weave look a little fresher. Amy and Remy. Yeah, weave look a little fresher. They nails is, is long now, and they got a bunch of shit on their nails. What is all that junk? You got Cracker Jacks and just, <laughs> just shit on your nails now. Then this is, is that the, pop smoke. <laughs> then this, the, the septa chicks all get the, 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 the sack. What's it called? Oh, the uh, the, the 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 stomach the bu- sack, the bum bag, the bum bag. They yeah. all get a bum bag now, and it just be like the, every the, the the niggas is too cool. They wear sunglasses. You never wore sunglasses in training. You was a square. <laughs> you was a cold square. You was a square. You was a square. <laughs> now you out of training and you getting a check every motherfucking Friday. Now you running around with Prada shades on. Too cool. You don't, I don't see nobody. <laughs> I don't see nobody. And it's all rooted in the fact that most black people in the inner city don't make $1,300 every Friday. Mm-hmm. That, that's just a reality. Mm-hmm. I know we like to sit here and have these stupid-ass debates about Cheesecake Factory and who that. I'm telling you, I know for a fact, most motherfucking black people in the inner city is not making $1,300 a week. So if you're one of the chosen ones who can go make that, it becomes this thing of like, Man, I, you know, I'm, I'm here, nigga. Mm-hmm. That's how SEPTA drivers act. I, I'm here, nigga. That's real. And I used to say all the time, pe- the SEPTA drivers would sit around and be like, hey, people be hating on us, and you know, they ain't mad because they don't got the S on their chest, and it'd be like, y'all are some clowns. They <laughs> used to be sick of me. I, y'all are Like, hey, hey, I got a question for y'all. How does it feel to be a fucking weirdo? <laughs> I got a question. <laughs> hey, y'all are some fucking clowns, man. And, but that's what fuels, on the flip side, them walking around saying shit like, man, we going to find something better than this. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you, it's tons of shit better than this. I know long haul drivers that make double the money we make. Yeah. I'm not joking. 
My man C tearing it the fuck up, running from here to San Diego. I'm 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 positive. My man fucking uh Steve, he don't even got masters. He down in North Carolina tearing it up, running a fucking warehouse. Don't get me started with these lawyers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm it's bonus season. It's bonus season, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> don't get me started with that. Like niggas get it in their head that like whatever level they at, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. And that's some shit we got to stop telling ourselves because it's a lot of shit better than anything trick, you think. We, we inadvertently tricking ourselves out of better opportunities. I say it all the time, nigga. Jeff Bezos going to work. You don't think Jeff Bezos said a couple plays off? No, nah, nigga. I got $200 billion. I'm still going to fucking here trying to make some new shit. Mm-hmm. You think a- Apple, Apple right now is working on the iPhone 16? They just dropped the 15 last month. Yep. That's the way this shit works. Motherfucking Apple... Apple got motherfucking a movie in theaters right now and about to drop six more. Mm-hmm. They have their own platform and they said we just gonna put this in theaters just for shits and just, giggles. Just to fuck around. See what you see what come back. How y'all feel about this? Oh, y'all they fucking said, with it? All right, man. <laughs> I'll give them two. Give them two more weeks before yeah, we put it on the app. Yeah, man. I, I just it, it it bothered me so much to see that the other day because. That's the shit I complained about for years. It is. And I used to tell the other drivers, yo, because w- whenever the, the contract shit come up, they would always, they, you know, the first, how much more are we making? Mm-hmm. With the pay increase. And I'd be like, yo, the pay increase is the pay increase. That shit not going, they, they going to go up. You know that. Y'all don't want to make this shit more tolerable. I'd almost not take a raise if you can let me bring my weapon. Cause you know that that would be that would be the big joint where it's just like if I bust a nigga ass on this bus, now I kind of gotta deal with y'all on y'all yeah. nonsense. Yeah, I want y'all to indemnify me to carry my weapon. Make it to where we I can cut through all of the red tape. If I gotta get a nigga out of here, if it's him or me, I ain't got to die. My family get five hundred thousand in order for y'all to sit here and act like y'all oh, did some altruistic oh, shit. I'll be a whistleblower. I'll tell you about the nonsense. I remember when we complained. This was around the contract for sixteen, fifteen going to sixteen. This is when motherfuckers had that wild ass party out there, got in trouble and shit. We complained about security and there not being enough security for the buses. So you know what? Set the fucking uh, board into the into the play. Random security checks from transit police officers where at any given time, transit authority officers would get on your bus and see if everything was going, everything was good. See if anything was going wrong. You know where these motherfuckers used to do the transit checks at? Front market (laughs) at the end of the line. Ain't shit going on at front market. At the end of the line. Yeah. I'm dead already. I died at 22nd and Diamond. <laughs> I, I died 30 minutes yeah, ago. I, I died on, on, I was going westbound only. <laughs> I've been there. I remember the cop got on my bus at Front and Market. Nobody on the bus. I'm sitting there looking at my phone. He got on the bus and said, what's going on, brother, doing a safety check? Let me uh, sign a car. I said, man, get the fuck off the bus, yo. He said, excuse me? I said, get the fuck off the bus. He's like, whoa, 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 bro, I'm, I'm doing the safety check. I said, ain't no fucking safety check at front and market when I'm sitting here at the end of the line and ain't nobody on the bus. What the fuck kind of safety check <laughs> trying is Trying to make that? sure nobody hiding, you know what I'm saying? He's like, bro, we out here just trying to make sure y'all <laughs> safe. I said, again, how the fuck are you making sure I'm safe at the end of the line with the door open with nobody on the bus? Just make it make sense for me, I bro. I said, I'll tell you what, because I was on 48. I'm going back up to 29th and Allegheny. Meet me at 29th and Master. 
Meet me at 29th and Cecil B. Moore. Meet me at 29th and Ridge or 29th and Diamond or 29th and York because it goes straight to 29th Street. Meet me at 29th and Huntington. In the middle of the fucking trip when it's actually shit going down Meet on the bus. Meet me in the trenches. As much as I drove to 54, I never had a fucking transit check happen at 2nd in America. I never had one happen at 17th in Lehigh or Germantown in Lehigh. There'd be bullshit going on at both of them locations. I used to drive to 33. I never had one happen at 22nd and Diamond or 21st in Susquehanna. Never. 19th and Ridge. Never. I used to drive to 6. Never had one pop off at Champlos and Oguns. Never. But a motherfucker come up while you at Omni Terminal with the door open eating a Dunkin' Donuts. Yo, let me do a transit check real quick. <laughs> the fuck, nigga? I got a strawberry frosted with sprinkles. You don't get the fuck off this bus. I'm tired. I used to be spazzing it because it's like, don't, again, symbolism. Don't do this shit for show. Yeah. Do it because you really give a fuck about who out here. Yeah. And you see that shit go on and these people just like let it go on and it be like, y'all don't see this nonsense? I straight wouldn't let the nigga do this shit. No. Get the fuck off. <laughs> Tell him I told you to get the fuck uh, off. Operator Kane told me get the fuck off. At front and market at the end of the line. I couldn't believe that we shit, yo. Pins landing, nigga. Oh, <laughs> motherfucking big dick. <laughs> it's just serious, nigga. Like, it's, it's, just, it's just crazy. So for me, personally, where I saw a lot of the issues that were going on and saw a lot of the nonsense, to look up now and see a, a SEPTA operator get murdered on the bus. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I was like in another world. Rock called me the other day. He was just like, dog, I know that has to be crazy for you to see. I'm like, dog, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And, and then he, you know the craziest part of the shit? This is the shit that really tore me the fuck up. A SEPTA operator got murdered. Do you know what the fuck SEPTA put on a, on a website later on that day? No, I have no idea. They put a post up about... Uh, a Halloween costume party. And I'm just like, they put that shit up at 4 p.m. at that day when he got murdered at 11 in the morning. I'm just like, how about just, how about just no posts? Right. Even if you had a set for an automatic timer, hey, nothing. We ain't doing that. Don't, don't post That's that. what we not doing. And people were so mad about that. And then the, the GM was like, oh, we're going to make a press conference tomorrow. And, you know, we're just getting all the facts together. And just, I'm just like. Shout out to everybody who drives the bus. Um, you know, I had my quirks, you know, I, 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 and I, I didn't get, I'm not a bitter fired employee. Yeah. You know, I left, left. Your own volition. I, I just, I just didn't want to do They said this. you either got to come back or you got to take an early retirement. You said, I said, what are the papers? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so how, is it? What is it? Eight papers? Yeah. How many of my sons? One. One? Oh, Literally shit. one paper. Like, you want, they, they print the shit up. And I remember Duck was like, you really signing this motherfucker? I said, son. He's like, oh, damn. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> well, he can finish talking. That shit was. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Sorry, I was like, I'm out of here, man. Like, um, you know, it's not me speaking from a place of like hatred or anger. I, I understand that it's one of them things where it's gonna be here. Now, I did say that by 2040, I don't think that's a job anymore. I don't think bus operator is mm-hmm. going to continue as a thing. I think we're gonna go into. I, I don't think. I don't think it's gonna be flying cars and no crazy shit like that. But I can't see that at the rate. That society is declining. I can't see that being a a, a 
a position where when I started there, it was Mr. Cannon. Shout out Mr. Cannon. I haven't talked to him in a while. I hope he's still, you know, living and breathing. Mr. Cannon was our number one in seniority. Mm-hmm. He worked there for 53 years. Damn. He started there. No bullshit. They had every, they had on our seniority list in the depot, they had everybody start date, start date and, and uh, all of that shit. His start date. I remember looking at that shit one day. It was March 8th or whatever. 1966 and I was just like yo you was here before King got killed yeah. Martin Luther King got killed in 68 fuck was you born. driving the bus in 66 yeah, my mom born January 9th 1968 born he was working at SEPTA before my mother was yeah, born Mr. Cannon, Mr. Cannon gotta be closing in on 90 cause he was like 80 something when he retired and I couldn't believe that they were still letting him drive but he, he had a, like the sweetest run he did the 27 early yeah. straight he didn't do much but yeah Mr. Cannon had 50 something years in dog that's impressive that's impressive crazy. as shit and I, I remember they, the day he like retired they had like a big party for him or whatever so they had like a little roast or whatever and shout out Tim Tim Boyer Tim Boyer, Tim Boyer was like yeah man I remember uh, I asked uh, Mr. Cannon, you know, what was his fondest memory of working here? And he said, the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> he said, because a lot of people don't know, but when you, when you, on, when you come out of training, you on a slate. So when you're on a slate, you basically get called up to the window. Like, you come in. Remember I would be having to be on report? Yeah. You come in at 7 a.m. and you just sit around waiting for work. He was like, Cannon's first day out of training, he came in 6 a.m. report. They called him up to the window, and uh, they told him to go get the slaves and bring them back. <laughs> he said the front of the bus just said North. <laughs> they, they were silly as shit. But the point I'm making is he worked there 53 years. Our number two in seniority was John Singleton. John Singleton had like 47 our number three at the time was Neil. Neil had like 42. Mr. Flew Ellen, who's number one. I don't know if Flew's still there, but he was number one when I left. Flew was cool as shit. We used to play cards and all that shit. Flew had like 43 when I left. Yeah. That was one of those positions when we were young where you get that and you stay there practically until you die. Yeah. Because there was so much respect through the community for the bus driver. Yeah, it's a forever position. It's a forever position. And I'm starting to notice, like, yo, more and more, motherfuckers is barely making the 30 to get the full retirement. Motherfuckers is taking the early out at 25, the early out at 20, the early out at 15, all of that shit. It's not one of those forever positions no more. And as society keeps declining, that's going to become a revolving door position, sort of like Walmart, Wawa. It's going to be shit like that. Where you're going to see a lot more rotation in who's driving the bus. Yeah, that's a well-paying position that, you know, has a, has a you know, career path attached to it. But it's like if, if people are experiencing all of this strife at work, they're just going to opt to just do just other shit. opt to fuck out. I know plenty of people who've just opted to fuck out. Yeah. Recently, I've been talking to people who are there just like, I, I'm six months, man. I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I got to go do something else. And I'm just like, yo, at the end of the day, you have a CDL. And I know people don't like to think about this shit, but a CDL guarantees you. It guarantees you $75,000 a year. I know that's not great money, but you can just go make seventy grand and go sit the fuck down. Yeah, I mean, shit, and depending on where you live at, shit, you live like motherfucking king. 
Don't be afraid to move. Your CDL is transferable. You can drive in Nevada. The only place you can't transfer a Pennsylvania CDL, I believe, is Illinois. Illinois, you got to take the test over again. Yeah, who the fuck want to live in Illinois anyway? I'm just saying. The rest of the country is your oyster. You can transfer that shit to Indiana, Ohio, motherfucking Texas, wherever the fuck you want to go. You got the shit. Don't be afraid to go to fuck somewhere else or apply for a position somewhere else or start your own shit. Go lease this, go finance this, do whatever. But it's like you you don't you don't need to be beholden to a situation that's not beholden to you. I see SEPTA drivers every motherfucking year post year. They five year, five years with the authority. Mm-hmm. I remember they gave me my tenure, John. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this shit. Because you know why? I've never seen SEPTA post so-and-so's 10-year anniversary, y'all. So-and-so's 15. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. You just a number, nigga. It's a cog in a wheel. But I will say this. If you're doing that job, you you have to understand you have to take the provisions and you have to make the necessary amendments to your life to yep. make sure you get out of there safely. No one deserves that. Rest in peace to Bernard. You know, I didn't know him like that. I've seen him, but I didn't know him. He he started right after. He figured I was 13 and he had 12. In. Okay. I didn't know him per se, but I, when I saw the picture, I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to see him before. Because, we, you know, Midville and Allegheny is like yeah. this. So it's like if I'm driving the 6, I might see him on a 55. Or if I'm driving the 33, I might see him on a 56. At you know, So I've seen him, but I yeah. didn't know him. But just no one should go through that ever. Yeah. Nobody ever. So rest in peace to him. Be safe out there. I know people got to do nightliners. I know people got to do lates. I know people got to do all these different things. And, you know, I'll just be honest. Safety is not, as much as they might like to pretend, it's not at the forefront of their yeah, It's not the chief concern of the no, company. They're just not worried about that shit. It's bottom lines and managing the state fucking budget and what they're fucking assigned to and seeing how much money they get, whatever surplus they have at the end of the year to either make infrastructure improvements or to fucking give out bonuses to the executives. And like we saw last year, the GM got a $75,000 bonus. <laughs> like... That's just reality. Bonus season, eh? Yeah. 57-11. <laughs> I get the 12. No, I get the 12. But 57-11. You know Little Bernard saying? got the 12. Yeah, he got 12. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> you know, this is regular 57-11. I can't. The Tiffany is three minutes. With the 75,000, I, I get the navy blue. <laughs> That's shit real. $75,000 bonus. Motherfuckers getting clapped in the streets. Mm-hmm. Crazy man, driver lose their life, man. Yeah, man. Um, I didn't mean to go on that rant. No, it was listen. It was it was beautiful, and it, and it crystallizes like the the system itself and the problems mm-hmm. within it, versus like what the public sees or what they put out. Oh, listen, I I could write a book. I like no, but like like Snowden, nigga. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, Blow I the whistle. I ain't, I ain't even like get into like certain things just because it's like you know like again I got I don't want to let off too much secrets because there are people who still there. Yeah. But there are. So even with the bus itself, there are so many things in the bus design that are just wrong. Yeah, that's that are just wrong. I said no bullshit. I said seven years ago, drivers need to have their own entrance. What the fuck job do you walk into where the people who are there as consumers and the people who are there as staff don't have separate quarters? Lie to me. Yeah, very few, if any. If you walk into Target, this shit say staff only. You walk into a stadium, this shit says uh, 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 intruders, not a, like, why the fuck am I coming on the bus the same way as the people when you could design a bus with a fucking door? Yeah. 
That's just, just little shit. That like shit that. costs thirty two hundred. Yeah, extra. no, we're gonna have to refit every bus <laughs> with a door, and that's gonna cost sixty four million dollars. Fifty seven eleven. Fifty seven eleven. We can't do the fifty seven eleven <laughs> if we put out sixty four million with that surplus. Work with us, baby. <laughs> Come on, baby. Three <laughs> percent. Come on, baby. Three percent and a signing bonus. Got to take that, baby. That's the way this shit work. Three thousand. You go to motherfucking Tulum, oh. Jamaica. No, the plane tickets is down right now. You go about eight Miamis. You you got FanDuel, right? <laughs> Steelers play at eight o'clock. Seven X's. Seriously, man. It's a lot of shit. But like I said, I I I, I knew I was going ran a little bit just because it you know it it you know I know it. But it's necessary. Yeah, it's necessary. Like I know it and I've seen it and I experienced it and I lived it. Yeah. And it's still for as much as I have disconnected, I still feel like uh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They said they were going to do a candlelight vigil. I was ready to go to the shit. But then they, they didn't. They wound up canceling the candlelight vigil, and they did something at the depot, mm. at his depot. I was like, I ain't going to go to that or whatever. But, like, I, it, it's a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. And just knowing certain situations that I used to have on the bus that were, like, tense, tight situations yeah. could have went that way. It puts a lot into perspective. Yeah. you just like, Jesus Christ. Because, again, you dealing with the most off-the-rocker people. Yeah. Perfect example. And this is the last point I'm going to leave you with. You know why certain places have order? Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. It's because people know. They know. Perfect example. The airport. Motherfuckers know. Yeah, you come in the airport on some nonsense. You might not ever come in this joint again. Yeah, you might not come in any airport again. You might not come in this joint ever again. End up on motherfucking no flies list, nigga. Sixers Arena, motherfuckers know. If I get two besides myself in here, I'm never coming back in here. How the fuck is it that you can assault a driver and not be somehow banned from ever touching a SEPTA platform ever again? And it's a simple fucking fix. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.